0: And when people would give me advice, it made me feel worse. Like, oh, you think you're, you're better than me? And like, that was the belief that I had, that they not only were they better than me, but they knew that they were better than me. And that was just deeply shaming. It just is a matter of, and you all know it, she has to get to a place where she is ready. And for me personally, it took my entire life exploding to get to that place where I picked my head up out of the dirt and was like, all right, I'm ready to change my life. This is Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 287. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am going to warn you, I am officially over-caffeinated. This may have been a big mistake. I decided to make another pot of coffee in the afternoon, which I so rarely do, but I had insomnia last night and I was so tired and I knew I had to record this episode and do a few more things. I just think this is where the cycle begins because then I won't be able to sleep tonight and it just... Becomes the sleeping ordeal for those of you that struggle with insomnia. It is the absolute worst, isn't it? Also, hashtag country life problems. I've been waiting to record this podcast episode because my next door neighbor was mowing his lawn and we specifically moved to the country because we wanted wide open spaces. It was something that I wanted for a really long time and so did my husband. And so we bought this place out in rural North Carolina and we have an acre and all of the houses in this neighborhood are on at least an acre. So everybody pretty much has a sit down mower and those suckers are loud. (laughs) it's no joke. So the mic pretty much picks up everything. And I didn't want this to be their annoying hum in the background. And anyway, so that has happened. I'm super pumped to bring you this particular episode because it comes from a listener who wished to remain anonymous. And before I get into that, I wanted to just let you know that I have one spot open for each of my coaching packages. So that's either if you are somebody who has some specific things that you want to work on, and maybe you're somebody who has that big thing that you want to do. Maybe you are a budding entrepreneur, or you have just this one specific topic that you really want to dig into and just get a handle on. That is great for my open sessions. I also have the Your Kick-Ass Life signature program, which is Really digging in the deep with me. It's 16 sessions. We work together for several months over time. It's a very intimate, ongoing relationship. And that is curriculum-based. Or, you know, basically I have room for two clients. If you if two people come for that, great. If two people come for the open sessions, great. Either way, head on over to your slash coaching. You can read about those couple of different packages. And if you feel like it's a fit, then you can apply over on that page. All right. All right. All right. So again, this episode is brought to you by a listener. She has a question. And if you would like your questions answered on the podcast or, and, or I should say, if you would like to be coached here on the podcast, you may have heard, Last week, I had the lovely Rachel on talking about upper limit stuff. And in July, we have a two-parter from a woman named Melanie that's all about money, which I think a lot of you are really going to be able to relate to the topic that she brought. If you want to, either of those, be eligible to be coached um, here with me or submit a question that could be answered here on the podcast like this episode, then you need to be a patron. So if you head on over to Patreon dot com slash YKAL. You can read all about the different tiers over there. And of course that'll be in the show notes as well. So let's get on with it. So this particular listener who chose to remain anonymous, she says, I'm wondering if you have any strategies for how to help move people to a place of readiness to change. I've been doing a lot of work on myself over the past two years and I'm feeling so much better in my life. And I notice myself wanting to spread this joy to others and show them they too can feel better. There's this one person in my life who I am very close to, who is raising two daughters, who I am even closer to. I find it very hard to sit back and watch her suffer due to her lack of skills with dealing with difficult emotions, social anxiety and control issues. I know she is definitely not ready to change from previous conversations. She immediately shuts down anytime someone tries to hold her accountable for her part in problems, uses silent treatment with them, takes no ownership for her actions and shows no awareness that all signs point to her having significant social anxiety. My heart so wants to help this person. It is more difficult watching the pattern begin to repeat itself in her daughters. I know logically that there is nothing I can do because people have to be ready to change and I have to let go of the attachment that I can change someone. But I guess I'm hopeful there are ways to support someone in moving towards being ready to change. How does one gently increase a person's awareness? All right. So I'm going to start from the very beginning because it's clear that this particular person knows that she can't change the other person, right? So at the very end, she's asking for suggestions on how to kind of point them in the right direction as best that she can. But I'm going to start from the very beginning because I know that there might be some people listening who really are in that beginning phase where they are like, no, I'm sure I can do it. I'm sure I can convince this person that, you know, to drink the Kool-Aid of what I am drinking. And the thing with personal development, as much as I love it, as much as I love it so much I want to marry it, it can still be kind of that thing when, you know, when somebody is just on fire about their new eating regiment or their new workout routine or their new church and they're like telling everybody, they're just an evangelist, Right that happens in personal development. I am telling you in 2007, when the movie, the secret came out, which had, it had already been a book before that, but it was, it just exploded. And so many people were flocking to personal development and the law of attraction, myself included. And you know, the good news is, is that it really, um, it just opened up a whole new world for a lot of people. I, I understand. I understand how passionate that we can get when we even just read a certain book. I mean, I hope that people, I know people have felt that way about mine. I, I don't hope, I know. I get messages from people saying that, you know, this book changed my life. I bought it for my mom. I bought it for my sister, my friends, et cetera. So I get it. I know, and I'm glad. And at the same time, I would say with probably 75%, of Maybe even more, 75% of the people that you are trying to get on board, <laughs> come along, the water's great over here. About 75% of them are not going to be ready. I think one of the most painful things is that when we are over here, when we are a part of this community of really committing to changing our lives I know that it's painful to see people that we love and care about that aren't willing, that just aren't ready. And I also really believe that it's just not in some people's destiny. I think that just some people, it was, I mean, whether you believe in soul contracts and all of that stuff that are destiny and things like that, I'm a believer that in some ways, I don't think that everything that happens to us is part of a soul contract. I don't think so. But I think when it comes to this with the whole concept of changing our lives, with at least being on a path of betterment in our adult life, I do think that that is not everyone's destiny. And I just want to acknowledge for this particular person who asked the question, as well as all of you listening who are in that place where it's either your partner or your sister or someone that you love and care about, even if it's a coworker that you're friends with and you're seeing these patterns and you're like, oh my God, if you would just read this book, if you would just make this change, if you would just learn how to set a boundary, et cetera, et cetera, your life could change. I just want to acknowledge how painful that is to watch. And it just goes to show that you have a huge heart, that you care, that you want the best for everyone. And you also have seen changes in yourself and you know how great that can feel. So again, just acknowledging that first and foremost. songfinch.com slash noise. Don't forget to share your song with us too. songfinch.com slash noise. Ernan is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Second, I kind of have a few do's and don'ts about this particular topic. Let me start with the don'ts, the kind of what not to do in these particular situations. The first one is don't tell them they're wrong. Nobody likes to be told that they're wrong, even when they are wrong. (laughs) Think about it. Like nobody does. And I think that we can, we can be quick to do that. And it just is not, nobody feels like they are motivated to change their life when they're in a place of feeling that they're wrong. It can bring up shame stuff for someone. It just is not a great place to be. It, it's not a, It's not a way to get them to the readiness of change stage in their life. So don't tell them that they're wrong. So an example might be like this. Say you're, it's your coworker and she comes into work and the two of you are friends and, and she says, I got in this big fight with my boyfriend last night. He came home and he had been out later than he said he was going to. And we had this big blowout and I said this and he said that and then I said this and he slept on the couch and you, maybe you just listened to a podcast on relationships and communication and how to effectively ask your partner for what you need and where you're concerned. And then you're like, oh, that's definitely not how you should have approached it. Here's how you should have done it. So in that moment, you probably think you're helping and you're like excited and you're pulling your phone out to share that particular podcast episode with her. And she's feeling like total shit because she just came to you and tried to share something vulnerable. And you're like, let me tell you how you did that wrong. Nobody wants to hear that. So instead, I mean, this, I could go on and on about how and and actually maybe I will maybe I will go on and on about this. I think it's I won't go on and on, but maybe it's a good time for me to say that and even in this particular scenario that this listener asked about if you are in a friendship with someone who really you're seeing all these places that they're not really living their best life And it is so incredibly painful for you to watch. You need to decide if you can be in that friendship because here's the thing. I don't necessarily think it's the wisest and best advice. You know, we see these memes all the time on Instagram or Pinterest that say to eradicate toxic people from your life. I even wrote a short chapter in it in 52 ways to live a kick-ass life about getting rid of friends that you've outgrown. And I want to be specific about that. So this isn't about letting go of or breaking up with friends who are going through a hard time or who really just have a difficult, like it's not black or white. It's not like you either be an amazing friend and have all your shit together or I'm walking away from you because you are toxic. I don't think it's that way at all. And I think sometimes that in, that advice can get misconstrued in that way. But what I think people need to do is kind of take an inventory of their friendships. And if there are any where they cannot show up for that person as that person needs, that's when you need to think about your role in the friendship. And I mean, you know, I'm thinking about this particular person who asked the question, That sounds like a lot to bear. It really does. And if you are invested in the friendship, you really care about this person. And this might be one of those cases where, you know how sometimes we talk to our friends about all the shitty things that our partner does, but they never end up hearing all the great things that they do. It might be a situation like that. Like this person may be rad in so many other ways that we don't know about, but I do feel like It's also a self-care issue. It's a self-compassion or sorry, a compassion issue and a self-care issue as well. And it's nuanced and it really depends on each friendship. And it's not for me to just give you the one, two, threes on what is a valuable friendship and what is not. I think that it totally depends on the person. It depends on your history. It depends on what capacity you have in your life at the moment. But I just wanted to mention that because I do think it's important for you to think about that. And last thing on that topic. I think there comes a time where I'm thinking of a friend that I had and she had a friend where the way that this person was living her life got to the point where my friend felt that she was, it was just in, their friendship was incongruent with each other's values. So my friend said, if I stay in this friendship with you, I have to compromise who I am as a person. And I can't do that. It doesn't make any sense and it's not fair to either of us. So they had to end the friendship. And I think that's heartbreaking and it happens. And so it's just, again, something to think about in your friendships. Are you having to compromise your values and who you are in order to support this person? All right. So that was a little side tangent there. Thanks for waiting and coming with me. The other thing on the don't list is really directly related to the first one. And that's don't give advice, unless the person specifically asks for it. And it's what it's tough, right? I I wrote, I wrote about this, I think in both of my books about letting go of control and in how to stop feeling like shit, I specifically talked about the no advice policy, where if you are someone who struggles with control and micromanaging, we, and I say we, because we have a tendency (laughs) to feel like we have control of situations, feel like we're really being helpful, sometimes feel like we are actually making our own lives better by doling out advice and helping others. And when someone, typically I should say, typically when someone comes to us and says, this is going on in my life, it's so hard, blah, bitty, blah, 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 they're just looking to have an ear that's what friends do. They're complaining, they're venting. Sometimes they're being really vulnerable and just going to that person that they trust and telling them their story. When we automatically tell them what to do or give advice, for many, it can feel like you're being dismissed and that the person wasn't really listening. They were just immediately going to fix it and I would say most of the time, that's not what we need. So what I do in those moments, and hey, y'all, I still do it too sometimes. I'm thinking of this one incident where – it wasn't really an incident. That's a dramatic word. This one, this one time where I was talking to a friend of mine, and she had some concerns about another woman, and and she had pulled me aside to talk to me about it, and I can tell it was weighing on her heavily, and it wasn't gossip or anything like that. She was really concerned. And I immediately started to give her advice and I stopped myself and I said, I'm giving you advice. And that's not what you asked for. I'm sorry. What is it that you were looking for? And she goes, Oh no, 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 I did want advice. And so it, it's a practice to do that. And I think that also what does sometimes happen with some people is that a lot of us are people pleasers, right? So when, okay, say I'm a people pleaser and I am, complaining about something and I'm really just wanting to be seen and heard and I'm complaining, complaining to my friend. And then she says, she starts to give me advice and she says the example I just gave. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I started giving you advice and that's maybe not what you needed. What it, what was it that you needed? Did you want some advice? As a people pleaser, I might say, Yes, that's what I want. Instead of being brave enough to speak up for myself and say, no, actually, I wanted to just kind of complain about it and vent. Or maybe, I know a lot of people kind of don't know what they want. They've never been asked the question, how do you want to be supported? What is it that you need from me right now? So they might be like, yeah, advice is great. And they don't know. And so I say that because it might be helpful for you to be even more specific and say, in these moments, it's something I really want to do is to help you fix it and find a solution and give you advice. But you also might just want to be heard. So do you see what I did there? It's like I gave both options instead of saying, hey, did you want advice? Where they can say, yeah, I want advice. No, you say you can also say I can give you advice or you might have just wanted to say that to vent. And I totally get it if that was it. So, hopefully, that's helpful to kind of make your way through these tricky situations. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. All right. And the last don't on this list is to do your best not to act outwardly, outwardly frustrated with them. Because I'm a person that I wear everything out there. I have the worst poker face ever. My expressions say everything. One of the reasons I haven't jumped in and gotten Botox is because my eyebrows move so much when I'm talking and I'm like, people are going to not know what's going on with me because I'm so expressive so do your best I mean at the end of the day you are choosing to be in a friendship with this person you're gonna feel what you're gonna feel always and at the same time you are choosing to be in a friendship with this person and if they continue to act the way that they do that's really on you if you don't have a conversation to talk to them about it I mean that's that's another episode for another day But if we hold it in and we get irritated and frustrated, that might show up. I remember years ago, I was friends with a woman who was in a relationship with my, with my ex-boyfriend's best friend. So we would go on double dates all the time when we were in Las Vegas, this one particular incident, I'm going to call it an incident. And I mean, you all know what happens in Vegas. This was back in my drinking days. We were partying at a club. We got back and we had gone into our separate rooms and there's a knock at the door and this woman is crying and her and her boyfriend, we had you know rooms right next to each other. They'd gotten in this huge fight. He had thrown all of her clothes out into the hotel hall- hallway. She was crying. And my boyfriend went to go talk to his friend and I'm sitting there with her. And this was one of those moments where it had gone on. I mean, they were that couple who fought and fought and fought and fought. And, fought, and it was, it wasn't just arguments it was just, it was so incredibly difficult for me to watch her go through this. And in that moment, she, I remember she was sitting on the bed and we were just tanked. And she is like, I don't know what to do anymore. And I was so frustrated with her and frustrated because she had interrupted me and my boyfriend about to get it on. And so I was doubly frustrated with her. And I was like, what difference does it make anyway if I give you any advice? I've given you advice and you never take it. And I remember the look on her face. She just was so shocked and hurt. And I immediately regretted the words as they came out of my mouth. And oh man, I had to apologize for that quickly, but I get it, right? I think many of us have been in that situation where we're so frustrated at this person, like watching this woman get hurt over and over again and have all of her power taken away. Oh, it was just incredibly frustrating. And at the same time, just be careful because... We can't ever really take that back. Maybe who knows? You know, now that I think about it, maybe that was the kick in the ass that she needed. They did finally break up eventually. But all I'm saying is that there are better ways to express how you're feeling about it than drunk and frustrated moments. All right. That is about sitting down and having a conversation with them. That is from a place of kindness and clarity and compassion and love which actually is a great segue to what to do, what can you do? And that is the first one on my list is have a clear conversation and ask what they need in those moments. So what it might look like is for this particular listener who asked the question, when her friend is having a really hard day and exhibiting these patterns, that might be the moment or, or even not in the moment, either, either one. But ask your friend and it could sound something like this when you're having these really bad days and or you know when when something like this happens you know insert example what is it that you need from me how can i best show up for you and that might be a really great place to also express how you feel as a friend so ex- like from a calm place from that place of not drunk and frustrated say Whatever you feel, you know, your feelings matter too in the friendship. They absolutely 100% do. I know that if you're in a friendship where it's very one-sided, where one person is just is um, habitually just having a lot of energy, and I have been that friend, <laughs> I have been that friend, it can be difficult to have a mutual reciprocal friendship. And it's imperative for you to have clear communication and do your absolute best to tell that person how you feel from a place of love and kindness. How they receive it is a thousand percent on them. All you can be responsible for is how you show up in the, in those moments and talk about your feelings, ask how you can best support them. And then from there you get to decide if it's something that you can, that you can manage, that you can be in the friendship with. And the very last thing on what to do is I think I wrote about this too in the control chapter and how to stop feeling like shit is ask in the moment if she wants some resources that you know about and be prepared for her to say no. So this particular example, she said that this person struggles with difficult emotions, social anxiety, control issues, and... What you can do is in those moments when she's really struggling and maybe she's sharing it with you, you can say, I have some resources for you when you are ready to hear them that I really do think will help you. Let me know when you're ready. And that's really at the end of the day, all you can do. You can be living your best life. You can be showing her through your actions and through your own life what's possible. You can ask her and let her know, hey, when you're ready, I have some resources for you. And just throw it out there. But my guess is that she is in a place of fairly deep shame about the way that she's living her life. And she probably isn't completely aware of it. I am mean, thinking back on my own life and when I was really that woman that, that the listener described. And I had people giving me advice all up and down the street and had people telling me what I should do, et cetera, et cetera. And I was so deeply embarrassed and ashamed of my behavior and where I was and making up stories that everybody had their shit figured out except me. And I was such that feeling, that deep, deep feeling of comparing myself to others and feeling like I did not measure up even close, even close at all, that that just wasn't in the cards for me and being angry about that. And it was just cyclical. And when people would give me advice, it made me feel worse. Like, Oh, you think you're, you're better than me? And like, that was the belief that I had that they not only were they better than me, but they knew that they were better than me. And that was just deeply shaming. And I don't know if that's the case for this person. And some of you listening might know that place. And I, it just is a matter of, and you all know it, she has to get to a place where she is ready. And for me personally, it took my entire life exploding. To get to that place where I picked my head up out of the dirt and was like, all right, I'm ready to change my life. And it did not go perfectly. It did not go smoothly and continues to be a rocky road sometimes, but there's no way that someone that I, that I would have changed based on someone's advice. And I had a lot of people that loved me. I was very, very lucky and grateful for all of the people around me who wanted me to get better and wanted me to have a better life. And so your friend isn't changing due to a lack of support in her life, it sounds like. It sounds like she has you, and that's amazing. It She just has to be ready herself. All right, Ask Kickers, thank you so much for spending your time with me today. And I forgot actually at the top of the show to make one more quick announcement. I have decided that for the rest of 2019, I'm not going to be doing any more group programs because I am writing my third book. And... The only way to get to work with me this year is to work with me privately, as I mentioned before, yourkickasslife.com slash coaching to read about that and apply. I would love to guide you to help you change your life. I can guarantee you that. So again, I will reconvene in the beginning of next year to decide if I'm going to do group programs or not. So again, I would love, 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 love to read your application, see what you're up to and see if we are a good fit. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.